You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. This past Thursday, we had a, a monumental meeting at LWC. Um, two years ago, uh, we took a step of faith as a church to go to the copper, what we call the copper corridor, the copper basin area, um, to launch a, a, a second campus. And God has been very gracious to us. He provided monetarily. He provided uh, uh, spiritually because that's what he does. And he provided with personnel to go down there. Well, about eight months ago, um, maybe nine months ago, I was at a, at a meeting at a house. I, I went to go have, my wife and I went to go have dinner. And, and some of the individuals there were from another church in the area. And that church was one of the one of the biggest churches in that area. And they had lost their pastor. And so we prayed with them and didn't think anything of it. And time went on, and uh, the leadership that was there, they began to, uh, to go to our service at 5 p.m. there at, uh, at the Copper Corridor. And they really loved what we were doing over there. They loved what they were hearing, they love the life change that was happening. And so uh, kind of step by step, progressively, uh, they began to talk and we began to talk with them about the possibility of a partnership emerge between their church and our church, a help to come alongside and uh, instead of a church closing their doors, that another church would help them to keep it open and to thrive and to revive. And so this past Thursday, we had a, we had a meeting and, uh, with Fellowship Baptist uh, Church in Kearney with their leadership here in, in, in our, in our um, uh, info center. And it was a wonderful, wonderful meeting. And there's a lot of anticipation for what the Lord, uh, not only what he can do, but what he uh, will do. And so I wanted to be very forthright with uh, everyone in the congregation. I wanted you to know uh, what, we're, what we're looking at right now. Um, their, their building is a wonder, they have a wonderful campus. They've got a, a great uh, worship center that's like ours, paid for, and they have no debt, you know, as far as mortgages. They've got a children's area. Uh, they've got uh, everything that, that a, a, a church needs. Uh, but they're looking for uh, a leader. They're looking for a pastor. They're looking for leadership. And so they've approached us for us to uh, uh, consider coming alongside and partnering with them. And uh, more than likely, it becoming Living Word Chapel as well over there with a lot of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful opportunities um, for God to reach a lot of people. So, 
Da-da-da-dun. Uh, you know, the crazy thing is, when you take a step of faith, you never know what God's going to do. Did you know that? We would have never dreamt something like this up. Not even the, the, the talk. We would have never dreamt something like this up. But God, he knows that if his people will take a step of faith, he will do the rest. How do, we, how do we make the most of God's investment? When you leave a legacy, think about leaving a legacy, an investment. You invest into the, into the uh, generation coming after you. You invest into, you know, we talked about Proverbs says, a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. We, uh, how do we make a difference in, in, in the people that are, that, that are not uh, walking with the Lord? How do we make an investment in the people that, are, um, that, that need the saving grace of Jesus? And I tell you that most people that leave a lasting legacy, they worry less about what they don't have, and they concentrate on making the most of what they do have. Do you know that? I don't know how much time I have, but I know I have right now. Amen? I, I don't know how much treasure I'm going to end up with at the end of my life, but I know what God gave me right now. I, I don't know how much talent I'm going, going to end up with. I, I, you know, when I first came into faith, I never knew I'd have a seminary degree. I never, I never knew about that, but I knew that if I read my Bible that day, I would be better off. I, I know that if I, if I read a leadership book, I'm going to be better off. I know that if I make the most of today, I'm going to be better off. How, how many of us think that way? How many of us think to leave a legacy, you don't worry about what you don't have, but you make the most of what you do have, right? And God, God pours into every person. There's not a person in here that God has not poured time into your life because you're here with us. That's, this is the, the time that God gave you. He's giving you talent. Every person in here, you're talented in some way to make the world a better place. You're either going to bring glory to God or you won't use it and, and, and God won't be revealed to people for who you are and what you can do. And then your treasure, we talk about that all the time. You know, we talk about how God gives us monetary blessings and you bring nothing into this world. This is how you know it's God's. You bring nothing into this world. And you leave with nothing. And so God gives you with whatever you have throughout your life. He gives you with that. And then at the end of your life, it's gone. It's not, you know, your kids are going to have it. And your, 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 or if you don't have kids, it's going to go somewhere. And you don't know what they're going to do with it. Amen? You don't know what they're going to do with it. But in your lifetime, you can show them to put God first. And at least you've, you've revealed them a path that they can take that will bring glory to the Lord. So uh, the, the scripture, uh, the passage that the Lord has, has, has led me on uh, as we continue the legacy series is that uh, he wants us to go to Matthew chapter 25. And, and we're going to see where uh, uh, there's a wise man. Jesus is going to give some parables. First, he talks about ten virgins that were waiting for the bridegroom. And, and five of them were wise and five of them were, uh, were, were not wise. Five of them were faithful and five of them were faithless. 
And when the bridegroom came, the, the five that were, that were unwise, they had to go and get some more oil because they had run out of oil. And, and the ones that were faithful and were wise, they had bought oil before the bridegroom came. And they had an abundance of oil so they could light their lamps and the bridegroom would find them where they, were need, where they needed to be. And then the, the, the wedding feast would, 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 take, would take place. And then he goes on and he says another, another um, parable. And that's the one I want us to look at today. And I really want us to, to, to think about how are we faithful to the things that God gives us? And how are we wise with the things that God has invested into our lives? How do we make the most of God's investments. Let me pray. Father, thank you for every person here. As always, Lord, thank you that you're here. Uh, your word says that where your people gather, you're there in our midst. And so we welcome you here. Holy Spirit, use me as a vessel to bring words of clarity and words of direction and words that glorify the name of Christ. Uh, help us to make the most of your investment into our lives, and we'll be very careful to give you all the glory and all the praise, and we pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Matthew 25, verse 14 says, again, he's saying again, so he's saying, the kingdom of heaven is like this. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. He says again, it will be like a man on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So who, who entrusted his wealth? The man, right? To his servants. To one he gave five bags of gold. Your translation might say talents. To another two bags. To another one bag. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey and the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold, he gained two more. But the man who had received one bag, he went off and he dug a hole in the ground and he hid his master's money. So here's point number one. Here's your first takeaway. It's God who invests his treasure into each of our lives. It's God who invests his treasure into each of our lives. The parable starts with he called his servants and he entrusted his wealth to them. Your legacy, beloved, your legacy always starts with God. He loves us so much that he invests first. And that's why he deserves the glory and he deserves the credit. Nothing, nothing that we do is for our glory. Nothing that we do is for our credit. All he's called us to do is to be good stewards of everything he's invested into our lives. Or another way to say that, to be good managers of everything that he has invested into our life. Every blessing that we have is a gift from God. You see, I've come to terms with this that nothing that I have is mine. My children, they're a gift. They're a gift, a precious gift. My grandchildren, they're, they're, they're a gift. My wife is a gift. And when I treat her like a gift, when I treat her like she is, she's what God gave to me, she's what, what God allowed for me to, 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 to pour into, to love on, it's a lot better than when I think that it's something that I've done to, to earn 
Shauna. God gifted me with Shauna. God gifted me with JJ. God gifted me with Jacob. God gifted me with Cassandra. And he gifted me with Stephen, my grandson. He gifted me with, with, uh, with Ava. He gifted me. You know, here's, you know Stephen, he's, he, it's, it's crazy the things that he does. He'll, he, the other day, out of nowhere, he says, uh, look at who, who's this? And, she, and he sits down on, on the lazy boy, in the easy boy chair, and he goes, and he puts his legs, and he puts his arms behind, and he goes, he says, I'm grandpa. <laughs> Where in the world do they come up with these things? You know what? It's a gift. It's a gift. My friendships, they're a gift from God. Every monetary possession is a gift to me. Every, every blessing, and God continues to bless us monetarily, continuously. How many of you were blessed this week with some kind of a financial blessing? Anybody? Just, just you know, you just, something came in the mail. You got paid for working. You, something happened. It was a blessing from God. It's not yours. It's not yours. You won't take it with you when you die. That's how you know it's not yours. I won't take my kids when I die. They're a gift to me while I'm here. I'm looking at Shirley, my mother-in-law. She's a gift to me. She's, she's a blessing from God. When I, look at, when I look at her that way, it just changes my perspective. And until you get this, it will be hard it will be very difficult to invest into others. It will actually be very difficult to invest into the church, the work of God. Think about it. Jesus said, I will build my church. Janet Walker is not building the church. James Reese is not building the church. Emma Wilson is not building the church. Jesus is. And we partner with Jesus. Now, if things matter to God and he gives us his wealth to invest into these things, just think with me. If God gives us his treasure to invest into the things that matter to him, do you think that God will stop giving you treasure? If we invest into the things that matter to him, if you're an open hand follower of Christ where you say, Lord, thank you for the blessings, let me bless. Thank you for the blessings, let me bless. Thank you for the blessings, let me bless. Let me be a good steward of what you've given me. Do you think that God will ever stop blessing us? How many of you give to your kids? I know I do, and I love it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says, you know, why, why are you giving to them? Because they're my kids. And I love them. And I love giving to them. Let me ask you another question. How many of you have given to God's work? It could be the year end or, or the work of the church, you know, the weekly, the weekly work. And how many of you have found that God continues to supply your needs? How many of you, when, that you can say, I have given faithfully to God, I have, I have started to give, how many of you can say, God continues to supply for my needs? Anyone, just raise your hand if that's happened to you. It's a beautiful thing. I, I, God never takes from you. God never takes from us. Here's point number two. Here's point number two. Everybody has a different potential, but God sees potential in every person.
In Jesus' parable, he says, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to what? His ability. Every person who's breathing has abilities. If you're here today or you're listening on the podcast, you need to know that God sees potential in you and he invests into you according to your abilities. Now, what you do with it comes with your choice. Amen? Whatever you're doing with your, with your time, it's your choice. Whatever you do with your, with your talent, it's your choice. Whatever you do with your monetary blessings, it's your choice. But God gives, and he gives, and he gives according to your abilities. The question is not if you can leave a legacy. The question is this. Will you choose to leave a legacy? Will you choose to invest into the future? Will you choose to invest into not only your children, but your children's friends? Here's one of the most beautiful things that I can say about about our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Is that my my, my kids' friends, just by them coming to our house, they came to Jesus Christ. We invested into the lives of not only of our kids, but our kids' friends. Our schools, you know what's going to change them? What's going to change our schools? God. Jesus, changing the hearts of our children. In, in, in Luke chapter 16, Jesus told a similar uh, parable, and he, and he taught this. He said, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with great responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, that's just so important. If you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? Leaving a legacy that brings glory to God starts with being faithful with the little things. It's a great starting point. We start, we start with the small things. In the parable that we were reading in, in Matthew 25, it, it says, the man who had received five bags of gold, he went at once and he put his money to what? To work. He did something. And then he gained five, more, five bags more. Your generosity has to start somewhere, and you and I have got to put his investments to work. And if we look at it this way, beloved, if we look at it, they're his investments, it will be a lot easier to say, you know what, we want to glorify you, Lord, with what you've given us. If you've never given to the work of God, guess what? It's a great place to start today. It's a great place to start next week. And here are the, great, the two great rewards that you'll witness. The first reward that you'll witness is it's going to do something in the lives of others. It goes beyond yourself. And the second thing is going to do something to your heart. It's going to change your heart. He goes on in this parable, verse 19. He says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned, and he settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, uh, you entrusted me with these five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. And then his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. 
I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two bags of gold also came and said, Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And you know what that shows me and what it shows us? The third point is that there's a day when we will answer for what we've done with God's investment. In Hebrews, it says uh, it is appointed for all people to die once, and then comes the judgment. We're going to face God, amen? We're all going to face God. Uh, Here it says, the master of those servants, he returned, and he settled accounts with them. And what, what I've learned about life is that we will all answer to someone. And that's a real positive. It's a real positive when we answer to someone because wise people, they want to they see what you're doing with, with, uh, with, with what you invest into them. God, who's the wisest of anybody, he cares about what we do with his investment. Amen? Here's my question to you. Uh, that you can ask yourself, am I wasting God's investment in my life on things that are temporary or am I using God's investment on things that are eternal? Wise people just don't give valuable things away to people without holding them responsible. At LWC, we support 13 missionaries every month. We Raise your hand. We, we, we do it. We. And I was looking at each one of them. I was looking at, you know, uh, the Orvises, uh, Dr. Don and and Nancy. They have equipped short-term mission teams for years to go internationally and bring life change. They're leaving a legacy, and we're leaving a legacy through them. The E5 life strategies, that's uh, uh, Dr. Um, What's her name? Shelly Hogan. We're investing in her ministry, and she's been called by by different churches around the country to go and do seminars and help equip them to to be able to do spiritual warfare and come against the, the, the walls that are keeping people from being free. And you know what's the beautiful thing about that? We trust God in her. Not putting any stipulation that she's a man or a woman. It's God working through this wonderful woman of God. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They go all over the, the, all over the United States in schools. They're doing a great work. The Gideon's Ministry. More people have found Jesus through the reading of the, 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 the Bible, the Testament. And, and we support uh, Gideon's. Global Che. Uh, they're doing wonderful things in, in Central America. And we, we drilled a water well. We've done many things, medical clinics over there. Little Hooves and Big Hearts. These are people that we're, that we're investing in every month. Little Hooves, Big Hearts. It's a, it's a ministry here in, in, uh, in, in, in Oracle where they have little horses. Tammy Mockby leads that, 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 that nonprofit. And they help uh, dis- people with disabilities. And, and these horses do wonderful things through these trainers. Uh, nothing but grace. Uh, we, we've, we've helped 
Dr. Gary Kinneman in this ministry, Partners in Action, Rocky Point Medical Center. We've, we've partnered with them, and they're doing a wonderful work. They're the only place in, in that place, uh, that area of Mexico that does prosthetics, and so many people come and get prosthetics. We support, we help support that ministry, leaving a legacy. Uh, um, Rocky Point Family of God, the local church there, we're helping so that pastors can, can, can make a difference. Samaritan Aviation, this, is, this ministry was, was featured on CNN, on Fox News. They're in uh, uh, Papua New Guinea. They're having a, they're having a, uh, a uh, leadership uh, uh, conference of, of their team in Scottsdale in the next coming weeks, and they've asked us to go, and, and they're doing a wonderful, wonderful work over there for the glory of God. Going to, uh, taking uh, these planes into, into the villages of New Guinea where there's no medical help and they bring medical assistance and have helped people in so many ways. World Vision, we've partnered with them for years, more than 20 years. Wycliffe Bible Translators in Oaxaca, we support Beth Merrill. She's been on our, on our, on our uh, missions help for years. And one of the greatest things that we do as a church together, and maybe you guys don't even know this, there's a widow who served alongside her pastor husband for more than 20 years, but they were in ministry for 60 years, and they helped us to come to this location right here. His name was Bob Cannon. And because pastors don't have retirement, when he was unable to do what he uh, needed to do in ministry, guess what? Living Word Chapel gave him a, a, a salary, and guess what's happening to this day? Shirley Cannon, through the grace of God, is getting a salary so that she can make it in life without the worries of financial burdens. Ain't that awesome? But every month, or at least three times a year, these ministries send us a report for, of accountability. And here's point number four. Your legacy will always reveal your lens of God. What you do with your treasure, what you do with your time, what you do with your talent will always tell us the way that you view God. Let's keep on reading verse 24. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came and he said, Master, I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See here is what belongs to you. And his master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not uh, scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Now, what I see here, what I see here is that those two men that came before that third one, they had a very different view of their master. They had a higher view of whom we would call God. And the third one had a completely different view. Master, you're a hard man. You harvest where you have not sown and you gather where you have not scattered seed. I'm afraid. And I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. The reality here is that 
this one had animosity. He had a very, very different look of his master. And there were two that had a, a, a view of their master saying, I want to do whatever I can to double what he's given me because he's good. Amen? And the master, when he, when he came to them, he said, enter into my, my kingdom. Enter into this happiness that I have for you, this joy. You see, God, God wants us to enter into his joy. Have you ever been on the outside of something and you just don't want to participate? But if you were to participate, you would get a blessing? Huh? What, what, what my prayer is for you today is that you will not be on the outside looking at, at, at God, at the master, with this disdain. I'm afraid of him. He's hard. He, he, he wants my money. Can I tell you, he doesn't want your money. He don't need your money. He wants your heart. The, the other two individuals, they had a heart that was open to the things that, that this master, this good master, he entrusted everything into them. Think about it, beloved. God has entrusted everything that you have into you. And he loves you. He loves you with great love. He cares about you. He, he cares. As I think, as I'm driving to the Copper Corridor, and I was, you know, about five, six months ago, I was driving by myself, and I'm, I'm saying, Lord, what do you want from us here? I don't, I don't, Lord, did I make a wrong decision? What was I thinking? And then I sit down with this, this individual and says, what do you think about us putting our churches together and we become this one church and, and, and we bring our people, you bring your people and we can reach more people for God. And I say, Lord, Master, you're entrusting something else into our hands. We want to double it. We want to reach 200 people there in the Copper Basin. We want to, we want to bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ. How, how do you feel? How do you feel about reaching people for God? How, how do you feel? How do you feel? No, seriously. How do you feel about investing monetary blessings, you know, into the things of God? Do you get mad when people talk about money? Do you get mad? You think Walmart, when they're saying, come, blue, blue light special? Right? And God has a, 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 a perfectly white light special illuminating the glory of Christ calling his people saying I, I have something so much better for you the parable ends like this he says take, take the, 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 the wise man says take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags have you ever noticed that in life that when you don't invest into the things that are really about the kingdom that your money gets wasted? Have you, ever, have you ever seen that? You ever done things with your life that you're like, I just wasted, I just wasted $1,000 on this night or this weekend and I have nothing to show for it but a hangover. I know you guys haven't, but second service has. That's why they come second service. They can't get up early in the morning. And, and, and here's the thing, beloved. Here's the thing is that you need to know that God is, he knows best. Father knows best. Why is he going to continue to invest into us if we're going to squander his money with things that are temporary? 
If, if your life revolves around giving your kids and your grandkids, and believe me, God has to speak to me there as well. If it's only about your kids and grandkids in life, if it's only about the people that are close to you and family in life, that's not bringing glory to God. Bringing glory to God is about going beyond those people that are in our lives. Going to people that need Jesus, that have no direction, and that God wants to turn them around and let them see how good he is. Amen? That's what a true investment is in the kingdom of God. I really believe that what Emma spoke was prophetic. You know what prophetic means? I mean, she's speaking something that was going to come to pass. She said, there's greater things to come. The church doesn't end with us. The church doesn't end with us. It didn't, earn, it didn't end with the pastor that was before me, and it will not end with me. He will raise up people to reach our generation. And I do not want for us to miss out on the blessing of God. Let's pray. Father, you are so good. Thank you for, for showing us that your investment is an all-in investment. You, you are all-in with us. You care about every aspect of my life. You care about my time. You care about my, my, my talent. You care about my treasure. Because really, Lord, it's yours. And so today, as, as all of us take this, this, this bigger outlook, this wider outlook, this, this, this higher outlook on, on everything that we have, Lord, I, I pray in Jesus' name, not only that you will give us the ability, Lord, but the willingness to invest into the things that bring glory to Jesus Christ. Lord, you know about our, 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 our needs, Father. You know what we need. You know we need a roof. You know that. We need, uh, um, we need uh, uh, probably for sure some staffing that's going to help in this, in this uh, next steps that we're going into. You know what we need uh, financially, Lord. You know what we need in our buildings. But we, we, also, we also believe that you care. And let us be vessels, Lord of investment and as we give back I believe with all of my heart that you will continue to bless us for your glory and so I pray for every heart here I pray for every heart that they will align themselves with Jesus and his purposes and we pray this in his name and everyone said amen so before I um, go to the back and the praise team leads us in our closing song, I, I would love for you guys to really consider what's before us. Most of you received a, uh, uh, our packet on our year-end uh, giving, 
the only thing that I ask you to do right now is consider and pray about what the Lord would have you help us with. Can we all do that? Can we just consider and pray what the Lord would have us do? And then if you're married, talk with your spouse and say, what can we do? What can we do this year in trusting God to making our church better, to, making, to reaching our communities in a greater way? And then let's trust God. Let's trust him to meet that need. Amen? At Living Word Chapel, we've never, we've never been a church that, that really uh, desires the wants. We want the needs. Amen? We want to meet the needs of, of God's work. And by his grace, we've been able to, 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 to see that come to fruition. And many of you have played such a big part. So thank you for those that, that give uh, faithfully and for you that maybe haven't uh, done that. I just pray you consider God's goodness as you begin to move forward. Amen? Let's stand up and worship our King. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.